You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Episode 331. There you go. I'll do the heavy lifting. Oh, whatever. That's the way things work around here. Yes, yes. You do all the heavy lifting. I do. Thank I you so much. I write all the articles much. and then I just go ahead and use your name. <laughs> <laughs> all these years, I've been taking the rides under the leaderboard name Clip Out Crystal. <laughs> It's all been an elaborate hoax. Wow. And we tell you now on this, our final episode. <laughs> before she leaves me. Goodbye. <laughs> what a day it's been. Yes, it's been a day. So nothing bad life-wise that I'm no. aware of. I've just had an ugly time of it at work lately. So, But we should thank everyone that participated in our book club. That was so much fun. It was. Thank you to David Miller, first and foremost. Yes. Because he wrote a book and then participated in our book club. Our first one. Yep. He was gentle. It's <laughs> nice. It was. On your first one, <laughs> I've been told. Uh-huh. But that was nice of him to participate because we've never done one. We didn't know if anyone would show up. Mm-hmm. And people did. So yes. that was great. And we had a good time. Hung out with him for an hour or so just talking about his Peloton book and whatnot. And then we also... Took all the potential books, wrote all the names down, we put them in a hat, and then spun a wheel. Yes. And we have the next book up for bid is Don't Forget to Write by something Fino. Sarah Goodman Confino. There we go. That's what I said. Yeah. And the next book club meeting will be November 14th at 7 p.m. Central. And I... 
really also wanted to say thank you to Tina Freiling because she yes. did all of the work putting she everything did. together for the book club and we really could not have done it without her. Absolutely. <laughs> and I should say, not to cut our gratitude towards Tina short, if I'm going to, okay. but in our hearts, we're still gratituding. You said tooting. Tooting. <laughs> <laughs> so I also want to point out, as of this recording, I don't know if this will still be true by the time it goes live, but as of this recording, that book is currently on sale on Kindle for four ninety nine, and you get three dollars towards other like Kindle Select reads. Wow! So just uh, I wonder something. if that's just because of Amazon Big Deal Days. I think the- it's because they know we selected it for the book club. Oh well, yeah, we do have that amazing partnership with Amazon. They're just trying to piggyback on our success, of course. Amazon, yeah. I know, I know. Talk about doing the heavy lifting <laughs> or just carrying Amazon across the finish line. So, but yeah, so if you're interested in participating, you can pick up that book for your Kindle pretty inexpensively right now. Yes. So put a little hustle in your bustle. And then that. join us on November 14th at 7 p.m. Central and we'll have a great discussion. One of my favorite things about oh. scheduling events mm-hmm. on the podcast mm-hmm. is picking the time and making it central. central. I know. It's like the only time. Never, it's all in Eastern time. It's always Eastern. Sometimes you'll get West Coast time. Yeah. Sometimes right? we'll throw in a Pacific. But nothing's ever built around Central time. So it's just nice to make you coastal elites. <laughs> coastal elites. Have to deal with Central time. Figure it out, man. That's what we got to do. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because some one person joined last night an hour late because yeah. they were on their wrong time See? zone. So Coastal elite. That's what, what they were. Coastal was, elite. She was super sweet. She was not elite at all. <laughs> Coastal sweet. Uh, so what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Is there some big news that dropped today? Yeah, there was. And of course, there's some really sad news that's been happening all week uh, yes. in the world because it's the world, and right? It sucks. But it's it's been pretty bad, even oh by God, even it's... by the world standards. So right? bad, like the, so... the world has been kind of for a while but like it leveled up mm. just when you think yeah it can't it you can't get, get used any worse. to like this amount of yeah and you're just like well i guess this is just what now and i've adapted and that's that's oh you can do yeah turns out there's no limit to the amount of yes so we'll talk about a little bit of that and then we will also talk about just some of the places that peloton has been in the news this week including their amazing new partnership with ergata got to talk about that absolutely the deals that occurred on amazon's big deal day and there's a bunch of new content that is hitting as well as instructors in some very interesting places in the news we have some exciting things to report and We also had a visit from Angelo, who has tips for parents who have kids that are like in activities every single night. We got you covered. Okay. Competitor news. We have our TCO top five and, of course, our birthdays. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, I think we're supposed to say. I don't oh, know. Oh. Because that they're pushing everybody there right, instead of right, the Google right, now, right? Right. And tune in iHeart. Wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. It's super helpful and greatly appreciated. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the clipout, where if you sign up, you can get these episodes ad-free. If we get them early, you get them early. Also, 
We have a free level. All the book club stuff is operating through Patreon. Lots of people have signed up recently for the free level. So thank you. That's great to see. So if you want to check it out, it doesn't cost you any money. We don't take your credit card, nothing like that. You can just shine up and you're good to go. At least I don't think Patreon takes your credit card. For the uh, not for the free level. Okay. No. I was like, as I'm saying that, I'm like, I honestly don't know what there's, the hell there's Patreon a button does. that says join for free. Yeah. That's where all the book club stuff is. Okay. And then if you want to support us financially as well and get extra stuff, right. you can join the appropriate tier there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we've been cranking out tons of articles and stuff for the website. And that's where a lot of that money is going is to... The helper bees that are helper being we're paying them for we're all that work. You're not making tons, but no. we're trying to do what we, can. we can't afford tons. Right. But. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we're trying to pass along what we can. And so if you're appreciating that information and you have extra means and you want to kick in, that's great. And if you don't, that's great, too. You can still check out the free level or you can just listen. That's also greatly appreciated. So you can also watch these episodes on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clipout. And don't forget our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group. It's a great way to stay up to date throughout the week. And it's a great place to have those articles. The helper bees and crystal <laughs> are working on pop up right in front of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And finally, don't forget, we got a newsletter. We send those out mostly weekly. When I remember I've had a pretty good track record, except when I'm on a boat <laughs> and, and you can send it for that at our recently redesigned and beautified website. It's so pretty. Theclipout.com. So there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. It was announced this week that Peloton I guess it wasn't announced. I was like, announced? It really wasn't announced, unless you count our article as an announcement. <laughs> that which was I in our... do. Yeah. I do. Well, it... you know, we have amazing tipsters. We do. Is the thing. We and do. And people are on the... So when you guys see stuff and you're like, is anybody else? Tell me. Yeah. Tell me. You never know. You Air... might be the first. Yeah. Err on the side of caution. But Peloton and Ergata, I always think of the police album Ergata Mandata. I didn't know that was a thing. It's in Yada Mandata, but that's what I think. <laughs> gotcha. But Ergata have a partnership. What? I know. That is crazy. It is crazy. First of all, it is the first time that we have seen a partnership revolving around the row. It is also the first time we've seen a partnership where we have seen content from another like outside content being pulled in from a competitor. Right. So we've seen the YouTubes and the Disney pluses. That's happened. Yeah, We're mean, used to that now. I, guess I don't. I mean, I know that's technically content, but I don't think of it as no, content in the same way because it's not content designed to make you engage with the equipment. Listen, I'm anticipating my messages. OK, right. So. I agree with you. It is different, but it's the first time we've seen usable content right. that you're working out to. It's also interesting because it's the first time we've seen like they're using Ergata graphics, right? Like it's not Peloton graphics, right? But there's two really, really cool games that you can play. One is called Meteor and one is called, I believe it's just Races. And now our tipster. Was, Why would you want to play racists? Not racist. That sounds off. No, no, no. What? Racing, like oh. racing, R A C E S. Yeah. Well, that probably is more enjoyable. And if you scroll down, we will shout out our tipster. I want to make sure that they get all the credit here. Julie Schindler. I wanted to make sure I got her leaderboard name, Turbo Squirrel, because that's amazing. <laughs> that's a good name. It is a good name. That's it. Uh, so the beta test dropped today, and Julie was all over it. Now Julie was able to play both of the games, and she said that she had never had so much fun on the <laughs> rower. Like she will be back. 
Um, well, that's great because I've been seeing a lot of people feedback of like, I bought this thing. I thought I'd use it a lot and I really haven't. So I think it's good that they're figuring out ways to do stuff like this. Yes. She also mentioned that it seems a lot like lane break right. from the vantage point of it's a video game mm-hmm. and you're following direction, but it moves super, super fast. And you can also... The races, one, you specifically are racing other people on the leaderboard. Oh, okay. Um, now, those who are the hard <laughs> driving, super serious rowers, they right. are already, already, it's been six hours. Right. They are already calling out the fact that if you have an ergata and you have a peloton, the how the measurement for the output is done, those are completely different it's on the two apples different machines. To apples. No. Right. So, in theory, According to this person who I do not know, and I am only going by what they are saying. I have not validated this for just quoting random Internet stranger. What could possibly go wrong? Right. (laughs) Exactly. They say that Ergata will always be faster because it's a water rower and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of modules and things that make it faster. I find it fascinating Mm -hmm. that it's cross pollinating like that. Right. That like I would have thought. I did think until you just said words, <laughs> I thought that it was like, oh, well, Peloton will be siloed over on Peloton stuff and their God of people will be like they just cut and pasted the code and mm. pushed it out. No. It's fascinating that they're linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also fascinating to me. You know, we heard from Peloton that when they rebranded, they right. specifically said you were going to be seeing Peloton in places that you have never seen Peloton before. Right. Boy, have they delivered on that. The Michigan brand, the Michigan I've seen partnership. Peloton in Michigan. The, I'm just skipping right over it, guys. <laughs> then you had the partnership with Lululemon. Yeah. And you had now this. Like, these are big things. It's, it's a big thing because their two most recent partnerships are with ostensibly competitors. competitors. Not only are they with competitors, they are siloing in a way, right? Like it's all about content creation. right? And so everything that is happening, the Lululemon partnership, the Ergata, the Michigan bike, all of it is still going back to the roots of what Peloton does. The Michigan thing is about creating bikes. right? The, the Ergata thing is about creating content for the row. And the Lululemon is about Lululemon making the clothes and Peloton making the content. Right. Like this is a big deal. And it really I wish a lot more people had heard our book club meeting last night because yeah. we had quite a deep discussion on the history and the future of Peloton, where things are going. People have very differing opinions on all the things. And if any of this is good. Yeah. (laughs) And so, by the way, that entire conversation will be up on our Patreon page for members who join the community. You will still be able to see that. We recorded it. So you can go and check that out if you want to hear this deep dive conversation I'm talking about. But like we got into this really deep conversation about how Peloton is doing all these tentacles in all these different directions. And part of the premise was it's concerning to some people because they're in so many places. Like, are they stretching too thin? And my feeling is personally they're not spreading. To, they're like actually bringing it all back to where yeah. it should be. Yeah, because the, the content that they're creating for mirror devices mm-hmm. is probably not going to be radically different than what they're. My gut tells me they're probably repurposing guide classes. Mm-hmm. It's stuff they're already doing. They'll just film it in a vertical format so they can push it out to the mirror. 
And here they're bringing in content so they don't have to do anything and they have new content. Mm -hmm. So here's where I'm trying what I can't wrap my head around with all of this. I absolutely understand what Peloton gets out of this. Right. They get what looks to be really good content for the row and they don't have to build it from scratch. They don't have to worry about that's too similar to something or God has already done. And so now we're going to sue you. I totally get that. I think it's a no brainer. For Peloton, I don't understand what Ergata is getting out of it. Like, it seems to me that it lessens the value of their product. Like, I mean, okay, I get that. I'm sure that they were paid a licensing fee, but I would think that, like, if I was interested in buying a rower and I'm on the fence between Peloton and Ergata and I see I can get the Ergata content on a Peloton and I also get all this other content. And if I ever buy a bike or a tread, like it's already baked into my subscription. Like, why would anyone ever consider or got like I because it's still cheaper at the end of the day. Oh, like is if, it? If, okay. if you are in the market for a rower right. and you're looking at Ergata versus Peloton, you're still going to be able to get an Ergata cheaper than you can get a Peloton. OK. And so I think that's part of it. We've said for a while now that we think that the entire industry is contracting, right? There's going to be all these people condensing. Right. Well, I think, I mean, I think we're starting to see it. Like, I think that Peloton is smart to get ahead of it because they're getting their hands in as many pies as possible so mm-hmm. that regardless of how it all shakes out, they end up in a very nice position. Right. And it makes it difficult for if Nordatrack's like, hey, Erga- oh, crap, Peloton's already there. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if Ergata has data that says that not just a price proposition, but that people who are really into rowing are more apt to buy an Ergata, right? Like they think that that's more of a quote unquote real rower. That's a good question. And, and that a Peloton row is more for like the casual rower. So they're kind of like, we're never going to get that guy anyway or girl. Well, it's also a different kind of rower. It's a water rower. So I think that's important to note. It's very different. It's also, quite frankly, it's ginormous. This is the Argata. Okay. And it is, I know it's not a very nice picture on my phone, <laughs> but it's really big. Is it? And let's like see, that, shop now. It is two by two in storage, seven by two in use. So that's interesting. And then... What's the price? I am looking now. Made out of cherry wood. So right now, you can get it for $2,249. So what, like $750 cheaper? Uh, Isn't a row row like $29.95? Yeah, I think it's either that or $32. Right now, she's weighing like, do I tell him what it costs or do I tell him what I told him it costs? (laughs) No, I I don't play that game. I know you don't. I'm being silly. Um, But anyway, yeah, like I said. $29.95 for the Peloton. Okay. And yes, I find this riveting. Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, I think it's great for Peloton. I question the value proposition for Ergata other than just the licensing Well, keep in mind, too, it is a beta test. Like, whatever they've put out there, they have to prove that it works. Right. And that it is good for everybody. So, I mean, it's also possible it'll go away. Beta tests have been known to come and go. That's true. That's true. So, speaking of fun rebranding stuff and partnerships, we talked, was it last week, that Lululemon and Peloton have partnered and instantaneously the chicago store got a massive peloton makeover and it almost i mean i would think if you just woke up inside of this store 
you would be hard pressed to know you were in a Lululemon store based on these pictures. Yeah, the whole back wall or this whole wall that we have a picture of up here, it's all Peloton instructors. It's all the ambassadors. And I would agree with you, Tom. It's interesting how the Lululemon logo sits right next to the Peloton logo. Yeah. Now, it's also interesting. I want to say, too, that this particular store that was remade, this makeover, mm-hmm. it occurred, number one, because the Peloton on tour included this Lululemon store as a stop this weekend. It was actually the starting location for the 5K that everybody was doing. The other thing that it's important to know is that this particular store is a Lululemon experiential store. There are two of them, one in Chicago, one in Minneapolis, (laughs) Minneapolis. And these experiential spaces are like freaking ginormous. They are 20,000 square feet. Not only do they have all the Lululemon clothes, but they also have a space for studio classes to be held and recorded. So we found at the clip out that this was fascinating that they completely made over the store and people who were there for Chicago this weekend were able to check out all the Lululemon clothes before they officially dropped today on the Peloton website. But in addition to all of that, you kind of do some math here. So let's think about this. Chicago. Chicago is where they had the first partnership with the YMCA. By the way, that's another partnership that we were talking about all the big partnerships they've been having lately. That's another one. So first of all, that's where this big partnership took place. Then this Lululemon Experiential Store, we checked out the one in Minneapolis. One of our other tipsters, Mark, went to the actual store. They had not done anything to the Lululemon store in Minneapolis. And he checked out the Peloton store, nothing there either. And this also is interesting to us because there is a space for recording. There is a space for having classes. I'm not saying anything will happen with it, but if our minds just wondered at yeah, the possibility. It's hard not to think that moving forward, they use Lululemon stores across the nation for their Peloton on tour stops when assuming they're going to do this annually, right? Assuming, Um, yes. That seems like a logical place to do it. And we talked before about how it gives them a great footprint and a lot of the malls, they just exit it. So, I mean, in so many malls, if you went to the Peloton store, it was almost always, it seemed to be directly across or next to a Lululemon store. So it's great in that regard too. But the fact that these experiential stores have studios, and I know that these are the only two But yeah, it just really seems like it would be a logical place to do these things moving forward. Plus, if they need more space for classes or something for a Peloton on tour, so many of these malls, even the really fancy ones, they've got dead spaces. They've got unused inventory. They're not at capacity right now. They could spirit Halloween it and just Mm -hmm. be like, hey, give me this space for four days. And so we can throw in some bikes and do classes or treads or whatnot. So. Yeah, I definitely think it's super, super interesting. So Absolutely. we will be keeping a very close eye on this and uh, would love to hear anybody's thoughts about it. But if you get a chance to go check out the store in Chicago, it is gorgeous and you absolutely should. Peloton is giving away a tread. They sure are. One person is able to win. So you enter the tread sweepstakes. It's all about marketing. They want your information. (laughs) So this is only open to people who are not currently enrolled in Peloton marketing. 
very few of us, I would yeah. think. But if you enter, you do have a chance to win. So I think they are trying to get this tread in front of as many people as possible. But as far as I know, this is the first tread that Peloton has given away. Have they ever given away a bike? I don't really remember them. They haven't done a lot of well, equipment contesting. Not contesting, no. But don't forget that they had all of those helping people out bikes that they gave away. For sure. They've done that. I mean, an actual flat out like no. enter to win style Mm-mm. contest. They have which, not done a lot of that. Which I've always found fascinating because so many people, I mean, you see it all the time on Instagram or Twitter. Well, where it's back like, in the day, they didn't need it. <laughs> for sure. But it's like, it's just interesting. So many other people have done it for them. To capitalize on their success, but they've never done it themselves when they have a clearly products people want. So it's interesting to see that they're finally rolling something like that out. Yeah, I feel like we need to make a list of all the partnerships because I was just thinking about the New York Roadrunner one that's coming up as well. I'm telling you, it's just Peloton is making some waves this year. For those of you who think that the past, it's dead. I don't know. I think we are rising from the ashes here. Well, one of their other partnerships, one of their really first big ones, Amazon, They were featured on Amazon's Big Deal Days, or if you're like me, Big Deal Days. (laughs) It was a big deal, though. The Peloton bike was the cheapest it has ever been. Yeah, that's a good deal. But we've already got one, so I don't care. (laughs) But normally, like on Prime Day, I look at the deals and I'm like, I don't care about any of this. I mean, people buy stuff like crazy. So I'm the odd man out, but I don't think I've ever seen anything on Amazon Prime Day that I've cared about. But anyway, Peloton was part of the Big Deal Days with this really cheap price on the bike. Yeah, it was 24% off. So you could get it for $1,095. Also, the guide was its cheapest price as well, $95 for the guide. Yeah. That's really cheap. And there was a big discount on all the weights as well. I mean, they were really hitting it hard and a lot of clothing was on sale. So if you were in the market for some Peloton anything, it was the week to get it. They're like, blow out the clothes because it's all Lululemon now. (laughs) Not all. (laughs) Not all. New content. Peloton announced shortly before we started recording this episode that Anna Greenberg is doing a global peace meditation. Yes. Tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, it will have already aired Thursday, October 12th at 8 a.m. Eastern. And, you know, a lot of people have been reaching out to me. So I'm sure a lot of people have been reaching out to Peloton saying, you guys going to talk about this? Yeah, like it's awful. It is awful. Like there's nothing to say. There's nothing good to say about it. And I get it's always difficult for corporations because they're corporations, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's always that kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because sometimes when you talk about this stuff, it just looks like you're trying to capitalize on something awful. Like it's a really tough balancing act for stuff like this. It is. And I know there are lots of people out there that feel like Peloton has been very vocal about certain matters and they have not always been vocal in their opinion about things that affect Jewish people specifically. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I hear you. I see you. And I don't think that you are wrong. I also think that Peloton has really switched gears in the last year. And I don't think that they have been as vocal in general across the board. Agreed. Yeah. Like a lot of people were talking about like their support for Black Lives Matter and things like that. And it's like, well, that was also a different regime in place making those choices. And they have certainly, I won't say stopped talking about that stuff, but they definitely are talking about it in different ways. And so I get that they're nervous about how to approach things. Absolutely. It's, you know, I think Peloton, like it, lump it, whatever, they hit so much in the headlines for everything, like every misstep that they do. 
And so I'm sure that there was a very long conversation with many people involved, probably that make more money than we can ever think about (laughs) in one room discussing how best to handle this. Ultimately, though, they landed on a 10 minute peace meditation, and I am very much looking forward to taking it tomorrow morning. And I hope that it brings a tiny bit of peace to those out there suffering. I know there's a lot of people that have family, family members and friends in Israel. For sure. So we also, segueing, have brand new walking meditations. Yeah, I tried one of these today. I really enjoyed it. They're really short and they're not meant to be seen as exercise. So like that cannot be your (laughs) headspace whenever you try one of these, just FYI. The idea is to be thinking about like to still turn inward like you do on any meditation, but also to be paying attention to nature around you. But it's a really, really nice break in the day just to kind of change the chatter in your head. Really enjoyed the one I did today with Kira Michelle. And yesterday was her birthday. So it's probably a good cool down after an outdoor run. Yeah. Or also just a nice thing to do first thing in the morning. One other thing I want to say is that this week also there is a new boss ride with Allie Love, which is, of course, to kick off her boss October. And then there is also a brand new 10 minute standing core with Rebecca Kennedy. So lots of new content this week. Peloton celebrated World Mental Health Day on Tuesday. Yes, and I took a 10-minute World Mental Health Day also with Kira Michelle. And this that particular one was a meditation, but they had several classes, not just meditation, that you could take. And they are all under the World Mental Health Day collection. So if you miss those, don't worry. You can easily go get them. By the way, those walking meditations, you can't find them under meditations. You can't find them under outdoor. You have to go to the collections. And that is where you find the walking meditations. Just wanted to mention that. Good to know. Mm-hmm. And coming up after this, we got instructors in the news. We're going to tell you which instructor got engaged. So stick around. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. (laughs) It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink. And it also makes me feel good. Like it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like 
like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Instructors in the news. Emma Lovewell announced her engagement this week. Yes, she's been with Dave for quite a while now, and they finally made it official that they are going to get married. So congratulations to them. Look like they were very happy in their engagement pictures. I would hope. Well, yeah. (laughs) If you're not happy in those pictures, don't do it. (laughs) Facts. Peloton is hosting a Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month virtual community event. Yes, this actually is going to be taking place tomorrow. So again, this will have taken place before you hear this episode. It's going to be taking place at 10 a.m. Eastern. And it is all virtual, but it is going to have two instructors, Camilla Ramon and Hannah Corbin. And they're going to be talking with people, answering questions. And I think it'll be a, a nice event for lots of people. Last week, we talked about Leanne Hainsby teasing a breast cancer awareness line of apparel. And this week, we were unteased. Is that the opposite of being teased? I, I know, know what I think the opposite of being teased is. Oh, boy. But I don't think you want me to say that. <laughs> anyway, it's here. Yes, yes. It dropped last week. I don't even know what to say about this. It's nothing I would ever wear, so I'm not buying it. It's just weird looking. <laughs> but yeah, like, but I it's mean, not like bad or offensive or anything. No, but it is because if you haven't seen it, it's like she hand drew boobs yeah. on a shirt and then when you wear it that's where they reside and so it's a little forward i don't yeah, know what to i think call my it, but- issue with it is that people outside of the world of peloton have no idea what the hell you are doing right so and, it's just gonna be like why are you doing that yeah, yeah yeah so it's not my thing but either way i think it's a really nice collection to raise awareness for breast cancer awareness month And I did also like that the proceeds were not going to like Susan G. Komen. You know, they were going to a UK organization that works really hard to raise awareness. And so I was really glad to see that in a in a month filled with pink, you can go a lot of ways. So I was happy to see it was going somewhere that actively raises awareness and does research. Yeah. Cody Rigsby was a keynote speaker at Google. Yeah, I'm sure he was talking about his book and he was also (laughs) he was also doing it was a keynote speech so he was very excited about that absolutely that's cool it is congratulations and ben and leanne did a fireside chat for world mental health day at bloomberg 
Yeah, apparently they had a whole conversation about how the last year of their lives has taken a toll, which is very smart for them to be part of this conversation, you know, to talk about how a lot of things happen that were outside of their control and how they dealt with that and how they kept themselves in a good place. As despite good as all, you could, right? Yeah, like right? I hate to call it good, right? But they kept moving and they didn't let that completely derail their lives. Although I'm sure they had moments that felt really crappy. I have no doubt. And yeah. Ben also talked about his book. Yeah, of course we he should did. say that. Yes. I don't want people to think like we're ripping on Cody oh, for talking no. about his book. No. And then we just gloss over Ben. Then he hears his book right on the screen. If you, if you hear me talk about Ben, Alex or Cody, just assume they talked about their book. <laughs> <laughs> so the real complaint here. It's not even a complaint. It's just no, acknowledgement. I have a complaint. Oh, well, you go ahead and complain. Yeah. There's no fire. They called this a fireside chat. I don't see a fire. You know, they do that a lot. And I remember Peloton doing that. Like Peloton used to call their meetings like fireside chats or something like that. There's, I guess they call them all hands, but I've seen them say fireside chat there's before. nary a fire to be seen. I never see a fire at these things. Yeah. Hmm. I think it just says that people are like hanging out around. Yeah, but don't call it a fireside chat. Oh, my God. You know, when I used to work for unnamed company, I will not say they used to have a meeting every day called a flash mob. There was no flash mob. (laughs) Just a bunch of people. Just a big meeting. Just a big meeting. Just a meeting. The worst part was we all had to stand during that meeting. Did you work at Walmart? No, no, I didn't. Although I will say some of the people were just as crazy about the owner. <laughs> that was wackadoodle. It was. Mara Thoner, <laughs> a.k.a. Maddie Majacomo, had a fun post for National Coming Out Day. He did. How do you think you pronounce that? Fogue? I think it's supposed to be Fogue because it's like a parody of Vogue, of Vogue but okay. it's fake. So it's faux <laughs> and then guh. Fogue. Fogue. Yeah. Well, he did it for happy. He said, happy coming out day, bitches. A wonderful picture of Mara on the cover. (laughs) I just love it. Happy national coming out day to you too, Maddie. Christine Dierkley was at Worlds last week. I had World Championship. There we go. World Championship. It's like this big, long name. I don't know. It's really hard to follow bike racing. I have tried. It's crazy. But anyway, she was there and she did wonderfully. In fact, in every single event she did, she placed. She got a medal in everything. Nice. There were silver, there were bronze, but she placed in everything. And if you scroll down, I think that she even shared the full list. Three silver and two bronze. Wow. Awesome. Is bronze the plural of bronze or should I say bronzes? It says three silver and two bronze. I think it's a plural, just like silver. I was just asking. I don't know. I'm like, I honestly don't know. I'm not even being this time. I'm pretty sure it's just like silver. Right. Because that's what she worded it. But I would say silvers. But I don't know. I mean, no, I, you say three silver and two yeah, bronze, nope. just like she did right there. Okay. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I I'm do. telling you how it is. I'm just, I don't know. I've never won a medal. You can't <laughs> expect me to know these things. I've never won a medal I've either. I've never won anything. I have either. Except when you said yes. Aww. So there. We were happy in our engagement pictures. Yes. We're we still, still happy. are, just for the record. Yeah, just for the yeah, record. Yeah, I just want to start that rumor. No. Yeah. Christina is also, so while we're speaking of her, celebrating nine years with Peloton. Yeah, it's crazy to think that some of these instructors have been here the entire time, and she is one of them. Like, what a ride it's been, nine years. So congrats to Christine on her many medals and her nine years. And also, speaking of anniversaries, Matt Wilpers is celebrating seven years with Peloton. Now, this is crazy to me because he started, like, after we did 
That's crazy. No, I mean, he was our first guest, so he was already there when we started. Okay, but after I started Peloton. Okay. That's, that's really what I meant. Like, so that's like, after you did, not after or we did. Okay, fair. <laughs> that's fair. But like in my mind, he's right. still a new instructor. Yeah. Like I need to let that go. It's yes. like it's like when you have that like a kid and then you don't see them for a long time and then they're still a little kid and then you see them and they've grown like to right. six feet tall. It's time to let it go. It reminds me when I was in radio, I started as an intern and then I got hired and somebody's like, you were like an intern. And I'm like, I've been working here for four years now. So <laughs> it's time for you to let so that go. Suck it. <laughs> Congrats to Matt. Absolutely. And coming up after this, if you're trying to eat healthy and the kids have you running everywhere, you need tips for how you can eat effectively. And Angelo has them for you coming up next. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses. And then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Well, we're glad you're here. We have two ladies who they're not teachers, but it is back to school related. Angie Pruer and Jessica Treat both have kids that have tons of evening activity. So Angie is worried because she has less time to prep and eat dinner. And her husband and the kids, they want fast food every night, but she wants her pants to fit. So she's looking for (laughs) quick dinner prep. Now, Jessica is slightly different, but we're on the same page. She's looking for how to wire her car to store a mini fridge so she's not eating crackers and warm fruit every day. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Let me get my engineering schematic and explain how to wire your car so that you have a mini fridge. Excellent. You know, in the 90s, they had like the the, the Ford Explorer Eddie Bauer edition. Maybe, I remember that. Maybe now we can hit like the Ford Explorer Maytag edition. <laughs> and remember the car phones? Yes. Remember those my giant had, bricks that yes. you bring out? And you like, oh. Yeah, my mom had one of those. Like, You know what? They have all those coolers, too, that you can literally plug into. Yeah. the. But there's no cigarette lighters anymore. So what do you even no, plug into? A lot of cars into? have like <laughs> power sources that are like that. Oh. Oh, okay. And especially like a minivan or an SUV. Yeah. I think our CRV has something like that oh, really? in the back. Oh. Yeah. 
So I do think that they're out there. And some cars these days just have straight up regular Edison outlets. Well, there you go. We got the wiring down. Yes. So now it's the wiring out of the way. Okay. So for both Angie and Jessica, whichever one was the one that had the family who wants fast food in the evening, you're not going to like my answer, but it is the right answer. <laughs> you know, that, that, didn't, that didn't sound very kind. I'm trying to have a modest and humble heart. So I, I apologize for that. But I think there is some deep truths to this. You have to prep those meals because you're right. It is not going to go well if you're hitting the drive through if McDonald's and Burger King is on the way home every night. And so you want to nudge and encourage your family to gradually adopt healthy values and nighttime eating habits along with you. But until that happens, you got to food prep. You just got to food prep so you have your own thing. Now, that is not to say that you cannot judiciously order something on the menu. But I'm not going to tell you what to order because that just is not going to go well. That needs to be SOS emergency situations. If you want this to work in a meaningful way on a day to day ongoing basis, you're going to have to just prepare those meals. So there is good news. The good news is you don't have to find this magical 45 minutes that is missing from your schedule to do this every day. What I want you to do is just take 15 or 20 minutes every three to four days and prepare multiple meals ready to go. Or another way you can really cut down on food prep time is to cook in bulk macro. If you've heard any of our segments, you've heard us talking about this before, is the way we train all of our clients to meal prep. And that is cook one or two different protein sources, whatever you like, cook it in bulk, put it in a container in the fridge, then do the same thing for your slow digesting carbohydrate. When I say slow burning carb, think of brown rice, sweet potato, oatmeals, things like that, hearty carbohydrates have a big container of it cooked in the fridge, and then just have some fruits and vegetables ready to go. Now, food prepping is really just a matter of placing the food into the go container, or in the case of our traveling engineer friend, into your newly wired vehicle with an ice cooler. (laughs) And you are, bam, set and ready to go. (laughs) But it has to be repeatable. In other words, I could give you one-offs, order this if you're at this restaurant, order that if you're at that restaurant, that will not work because what you need is a day in and day out lifestyle strategy and the most effective strategy. This isn't my personal preference. This is at MetPro, us combing the data from thousands and thousands of clients and more than any other single factor, we can correlate progress towards athletic goals, which is for us, 88% of the time includes weight loss. We can correlate it to food preparation. Our clients who have a schedule where once or twice a week, they're doing some measure of food prepping, always fare better than those who do not. So I would really encourage you to just dive full force into that strategy and you're going to get so much benefit out of it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and, and I've seen those drive through lines when sports oh, are Oh, such over. a good point. You ain't saving no time. That's so true. <laughs> you're That's... just not cooking things. But yeah. you're not, you might be saving your energy because you don't have the bandwidth to go home and make dinner, but you're not saving your time yeah. is my right. guess. That's so true. You know? right. 
Well, if people would like this sort of information tailor-made for them, because in MetPro, you guys have had so many people with different, unique life situations. Sure. I hear Crystal talk about it all the time. Oh, I'm a surgeon, and I'm an OR for 10 hours. How am I yeah. going to have a snack? Yeah. And I try to have them, like, ground the patient and then steal <laughs> but. Apparently, <laughs> patients don't bring food in the OR with them. No, so, like, no, that no. was kind of a one-trick thing just for the teachers. But, <laughs> but they uh, might drop some of the ground turkey into the wound. That wouldn't. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> but, uh, oh dear. But whatever situation you have that you think is insurmountable, you guys have surmounted. So, if they would like that for themselves, where can they find you? And I'm going to add one more thing to that. If you have a circumstance you think we haven't heard yet, tell it to me. I want to hear. You love now, the challenge. Entertaining. You do, you do love the challenge. That's why he asked, wanted me to do MetPro. The only that reason exactly. Tom's doing MetPro. He was like, ooh, let me see what I can do. Exactly. <laughs> no, if anyone wants more personalized strategies, you can go to metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Checking out the competition. Is this Les Mills or Les Mills? Les Mills. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say Les Mills. And then I was like, maybe I'm saying it right. Who knows? It's Les Mills. Les Mills. Yeah. Is now doing VR body combat. Yeah, but really the story I found interesting was just the fact that they are working with Facebook. You know, they have that new VR system that they're, I think it's like VR3 or something okay. that's coming out. For Do you not know what I'm talking for about? the metaverse? Yeah, the metaverse. Right. One. Well, that whole system is like pretty forward thinking and that's what this game is for. Okay. And when Meta did their big like launch, they actually used this as one of the signature classes signature games, I guess you would call it, that you could use as an example for what you could do with VR, like what is possible right. to do with VR. I also just kind of find it interesting, like Les Mills doesn't really have a space in the world of connected fitness right now. Okay. I'm not saying... What is, I don't think I've ever heard of this name before in my life. Oh, yeah. They're a huge deal. Okay. So one example is Les Mills Body Pump. Like, it's been around forever. You ever heard people say, oh, I have a body pump class? Like, they've been at YMCA classes, YMCAs for my entire adult life. Oh, okay. And it's actually one of the first places that I ever did weights in, like, a group setting. But they did it, like, based on music. And, I mean, they're good workouts. Like, they're really good workouts. But they're all based with workouts with weights. Right. And I just thought it was interesting that like they don't have anything really out there with connected fitness, like I said. And this is really their first entry to that. But I think it's noteworthy. I think that I am surprised that Peloton is not the first to get out there in this XR world, this right. VR world. On the other hand, I will also say it's probably best that Peloton yeah. is not. I was thinking that because like that would be a new piece of equipment. And they're not really ready for that. And I, I think that would be stretching themselves too thin I agree with to try you. and do something like that at this time. I think and honestly, based on some of the partnerships we're seeing, I wonder if the current thought process is let somebody else figure it out and then we'll license it. Well, if that is what they are thinking, I am on board with that. I approve. 
Check. <laughs> Not that they care. But yeah, I think that would be really, really smart. I felt like it needed to be talked about because this is something I would totally play. Like, yeah. This looks fun. And I love VR games. Like you the, do. Like that one that, that Brian has. I wish that it worked. But I really enjoy all that stuff. Well, that's the problem, right? Like they're really cool when they're working, but they seem very buggy right now. They do. It's still very early in the VR world. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Peloton Artist Collaboration. Not unlike the last topic. I don't know how to say this either. Well, I just assumed it was called FIDE. FIDE? Maybe it's FED. FIED? I don't don't know. know. It's F-E-I-D. We're old. Yeah. But this artist Mm -hmm. was part of Latin Heritage, Latin Hispanic and Heritage Month. How do you say it? I think you should say Latinx Hispanic Heritage Month. Thank you. There's too many words there. It's a lot of words. L-H-H-M. That's part of that. Quattro words. And the thing is, this was a very, very big deal. It kind of just quietly happened. Right. But he came into the studio to be part of the class, but he didn't just hang out and like take the class. He also taught the class alongside Camilla. And then in addition to that, they also gave him a custom bike. Like his color is green. So the entire studio was bathed in green, his color. (laughs) Yeah. And then they made a custom bike in his custom color. And then he got to take it home. Oh, nice. Like, I think that's a pretty, I think going back to, again, the partnerships, right? Right. I don't know if this bike will ever be for sale, but I will tell you this. It doesn't look that far off from the color that they originally teased Back in the day, whenever they first dropped that there were going to be different color bikes, this color is real similar to that color. That makes sense. Yeah. What else we got in store, Peloton? Yeah. Got some stuff up your sleeves over there. I also wanted to say that they put this class on TikTok, which is a first for Peloton. Oh, yeah. I meant to. I saw that, too. Like, I saw it in the headline. I don't do the TikTok. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's very interesting as well. Very, very. I've been seeing more and more of that. I saw a thing the other day that they had cut up Mean Girls into chunks and were putting it on TikTok. That's fascinating. Well, especially because they don't have to pay them because there's no agreement for posting movies on TikTok. Yet. So all that'll be coming. They got no residuals in the middle of. All the negotiations and the strike, they're like, good job, guys. Yeah, it's smart. But that's not what Pelotons do. Yeah, no, no, no. They're not doing that. But interesting. In case you missed it. Okay, it's TCO top five. Let's talk about this. We post on the interwebs and then you tell us what you think the best classes of the week were. And then we read them back for everyone that didn't suggest them to give them a shot. There has to be a more succinct way to say this. And one day. I will find it. One day. One One day. day. We'll keep hoping for that. In the meantime, your favorite Peloton walk this week came from April 9th this year. It was a 45-minute gospel walk with Kirsten Ferguson. And this is part of her Intention Setting Sunday series. And Eric Grantley found that the class really resonated with him. He said that her affirmations during the class were so uplifting and her revelations about her injury really hit home. Then we had a five-minute core class with Robin. A couple people mentioned this one. Stephanie said, Robin's five-minute core class from 10 to was so awesome. She has a new go-to five-minute core. And Diana Kerr agrees. She took it four times last (sighs) week. Then we have the favorite Peloton ride. This one was a 30-minute pop ride with Leanne Hainsby from October 5th. This was for breast cancer awareness, and it was a commemoration ride. Obviously, we all know about Leanne's journey, but um, she spoke about it this entire time. And this was a place where 
anybody who had been impacted by breast cancer could feel less alone and more supported. Michelle Lee said that the class was beautifully cathartic. She's been sick for two weeks, and this was her first ride back. She lost her best friend in 2005 to breast cancer, and this ride was to remember her while honoring Leanne's journey. Tears fell, but what a great ride it was. And then we had a favorite Peloton glutes and legs class. This was from October 6th with Selena Samuela, 20 minutes long. And Alyssa Inigo Figlar said that Selena's recreation of death by single leg bridges class. It was such a good burn. (laughs) (laughs) It was a new but a remake of a retro classic. And then our unstackable. This was from October 7th with Matt Wilpers, a 45 minute power zone max ride. Maggie Craig said six 15 second zone seven intervals at the end of the ride pushed our limits and the ride was beautifully structured. VO2 maxed out was the name of the game. Playlist was perfection. Wow. (laughs) That does sound brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Do not want to stack. Do not stack. (laughs) Thanks everyone who sent in all of your recommendations. A lot of great classes to choose from there. Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have one birthday this week. It's from a former instructor. People have had their Pelotons for a long time. We'll remember this instructor. He was maybe the first breakout Peloton instructor, arguably. Stephen Little has a birthday coming up on October 18th. Happy birthday, Stephen Little. And past guest. Yes. So coming up after this, we're going to talk to Lori Conlon. She has a book and is a avid Peloton user. And you actually got a chance to read her book. I did get to read the book. And at the time of this recording, I had not yet read it. But since then, I have. You and have done your homework. I have done my homework. And I really, really enjoyed the book. So definitely check it out. It is a great story with a really, really, really nicely done ending. And it is in the wheel hat to be in the book club. It is. So it is. Keep your eye out for that. So. Yeah. We will talk to her coming up next. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Lori Condon. Hey, Lori, how's it going? Hi, it's great. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you here. I can't wait to get into the discussion about how we made this happen. But I want to start with like your history of Peloton. So when did you decide... I have to have a Peloton. Like, when were you like, this is it for me? 2015. Ah, so fair. a real OG. Yeah. yeah very much so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had belonged to a gym that had, I mean, it was a really small local gym and it maybe had 10 bikes and they were all kind of broken except for bike number eight. <laughs> so I had to leave my house at 5 a.m. to get there to make sure I got bike number eight. And we would fight over it. It was <laughs> actually a, a thing. And then they put in a camera with a a red light camera on the corner. And I got like a month of tickets because I used to go to spin on Tuesday and Thursday of making that right on red at 530 in the morning. And once I saw the Peloton, I'm like, I have to. I must have one. That's really how it happened. And I fell in love right away. Oh, So did you keep going back to the gym, the spin studio? Not a once. Yep. I love the fact, too, that it's like normally people are like, this is how normal plays out. They're like, I mean, I liked my instructor and I felt kind of bad, but you're like, no. F that place. I was done. I am out. <laughs> they were I, dead to I me. did. I really liked the instructor, but his daughter ended up tutoring my son. So I felt like I still was loyal. Yeah, that that's regard, true. But I had, 
Yeah. I had an extra hour of sleep and no broken pedals. It was great. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really good point. All right. So now have you had fitness in your life the entire time? Are you like a lifetime fitness person or are you somebody like me yes. who, okay, okay. I had a yeah. feeling. <laughs> so I was a runner from like probably 13 to 41. And wow. then my knees were just had piriformis syndrome, ITB, and I was panicked that I wouldn't have fitness and I found spinning a next activity. And then once I started spinning, I loved it. Oh. So when the Peloton came out, I mean, again, it was risky. Like it was a Kickstarter. Right. And I remember the whole thing, but I was like, I have to try this. <laughs> this will be mine. <laughs> yeah. So do you still have the same bike after all these years or have you moved on to a bike plus or? I have the same bike. Wow. I know. How many miles I... that puppy got on it? <laughs> well, I will tell you 3,150 rides. Congrats. I don't know how many. So as an OG, the classes were not 20 minutes. I know. Yeah. I know. I took many, I like many 60, 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And so I think a lot of miles for sure. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I know when I first got my bike in 2015, that's all there was, was 45 minute rides. That's it. There were no other. I mean, there were longer rides, but there were never shorter rides ever. I liked that. Feel like I'm in worse shape now. <laughs> Even though I do multiple classes, it feels different. Yeah, I will say I end up running a lot more than I do biking. And but when I do stack classes, what I'll do is just keep going. Like I'll just like stack and then I just keep going at whatever pace I was going. I don't slow down, you know, like while I'm going and I just let them do it's their funny. thing. It's funny. I don't either. But Dennis Morton, I took one of his classes. I think it was only a 45, but he actually said he feels like it's a harder workout when you do 60 versus 230s. Oh, I think that's yeah. true when you don't stop. Yeah. yeah. And I think they program it like that too. I think that makes sense as well. But you also mentioned when we were going back and forth before the interview that you run the annual spin for a cure ride and that you just had the seventh one this year. I did not realize there had already been seven. So yeah, and we made $54,000 this year. Woo! Nice. Congrats. I mean, amazing. And the evolution is is just incredible. So my mother passed from Alzheimer's seven years ago. I'm sorry. I was going into the 23rd Street studio like whenever I could. And the classes were not, I mean, they were full, but it was not, you know, you didn't have to get online and sign up at noon. And it wasn't Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so Jen was so approachable. Like she always has been. And she's just so human, even though, I mean, she's so larger than life in the sense that everyone wants to talk to her and she's like a celebrity, but she makes you feel like she's just a regular person and she's interested. So anyway, my mother had passed from Alzheimer's and I wanted to do something to raise some money. And I asked her and she let me know that her father passed from Alzheimer's too. Aww. And so I was with my sister came with me and my sister's company purchased all the bikes in the studio. And what we did wow. was we said anyone who donates will get a bike and ride live. And that's how it started. And I think the first year we raised $5,000 and couldn't believe it. But then there were so many people who had a loved one who was affected with Alzheimer's that wanted to contribute and wanted to participate. Then we started doing it in other studios. So it would happen simultaneously and people would show up in these studios around the country and partake and then COVID. So anyway, we got from like 5,000 to 8,000. And then we had an angel donor 
who at the time was just very generous and wanted to contribute. As time went on, that donor is part of Jen's men and sort of year after year would donate more. And then one of his family members got Alzheimer's and then it became a Jen's men slash spin for a cure combo program. And it just the last three years. So we had $40,000 three years ago, $40,000 last year and 54 this year. Incredible. Yeah. It's a great community. And I find that about anything. Someone posts something on the Peloton page. I mean, I'm a JSS tribe member, but if they post something and someone is having a hardship, everyone just seems to come together and try to help. They do. There's always a special place in my heart for the JSS tribe because I feel like the spirit of camaraderie in the JSS tribe is like the OPP used to be. And it remains that way even today. I love that group. It's so fascinating to me how each different instructor, their groups tend to have a little bit of a different feel to each one. And they all kind of relate back to the instructor. And I feel like because Jen is who Jen is, she brings in the type of people that keep it positive and nice to each other and caring and that original Peloton feel. I really, really love that group because of it. I do too. She is so genuine. And again, she remembers things. So even if you like, I love listening to her call out other people. Of course, I love being called out. And it's so silly. I'm in the basement. I'm like, she called me. (laughs) (laughs) But when she calls out someone with a milestone, then you high five them or whatever. And it's just nice. It, It is a very cohesive group. Absolutely. You also just published a book. The name of the book is There's No Place Like Home. So tell us about that book and what inspired it. Yes. So thank you. So it actually started out because my husband had a unique experience that sounded so crazy. I'm like, this is a Netflix series, which I'm (laughs) hoping for. I did embellish it. So if people read it, I am not on drugs. I don't sell drugs. (laughs) And yeah. Okay. My husband was adopted and went in search of his biological family. And we thought maybe we'd find a half sister, find out he had high blood pressure, something minor. And he went on to Ancestry and someone reached out and said, I think we're half siblings. It was so exciting for like a split second. And then his first question was, is there anything medical I should know about? And she said, you have to run out and get genetic testing. And then it became this whole other thing. So I just got goosebumps. Wow. Oh, my God. So it turns out he was one of eight. And there is a genetic situation that will come up in the book. And I'm just going to say my husband does not have it. Okay. The book is it's fiction, but my character does. It's a fatal disease. And actually in his family, five out of the eight kids have, have died from it. Oh my God. So when I heard that story and there's more craziness to it, I'm like, this is something. And it's my second book. So I was like, I'm going to write about this. And it just turned into the, and, and then I'd watch a TV show and I'm like, I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to do that. And so I just <laughs> came up with ideas. So there's a lot of stuff that are made up, but I will tell you, even some of my closest friends are like, do you sell Adderall? <laughs> so, anyway, do you sell it to your son's school? So the book is really about the relationship of the husband who's in search of, he's looking for his family and the wife is kind of having a midlife crisis and trying to figure out because her son is leaving the nest and she starts dabbling in drugs 
Okay. And, it, and it's about how they didn't come to each other. And it, so it came from a Peloton class because Jen was talking about, you know, that song by Rupert Holmes, If You Like Pina Colada. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. So the, she explains that the Pina Colada yeah, song. Escape, right. Yeah. So she was explaining and I didn't really ever listen to the words too well, but she was explaining that it was about someone who put a personal ad in the newspaper and then ends up meeting his person at the bar like when they go to meet yeah it's the it's wife, his wife it's like his, it's yeah. Yeah, it's an awful yeah. song like yeah. if you listen to the I lyrics know, it's like, yeah. I'm like nothing about this is good like, <laughs> and then at the end they're like well i guess we'll just stay together yeah. I'm just like, well that's kind of what my book is about <laughs> yeah. because the marriage kind of got a little boring i guess and then they each went through their own crises but they came back to each other and they remembered why they got together in the first place so that's why the title is there's no place like home but it literally of course it was a gen moment that got me there that's amazing that's yeah <laughs> i should send her my divorce journal <laughs> yeah, you never... <laughs> yeah you should uh, some craziness. <laughs> that'll inspire some stuff yeah now Hand you said this over. is your second <laughs> book we will do that yeah. i can do that right after <laughs> so what was your first book about my first book was called everything is a big deal until it's not and it was about how crappy it was turning 50 okay okay <laughs> now actually the reason it's called everything is a big deal until it's not is because every phase in your life seems so paramount until you get through it and then it's no big deal so going into high school getting your first job falling in love getting married having a kid and i was turning 50 and i was just having a hard time dealing with it until i started writing and talking to people and then i thought you know it's not a big deal. So that's what that's about. Awesome. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it created a lot of dialogue for me. And I think when people talk to each other, it somehow validates your feelings and then you just move forward. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Talking about things and hearing other people's perspective is super helpful to dealing whatever you're dealing with. You were saying before we started recording that you actually you feel like you dream your books. I was like, please, dear God, I hope it's not true crime. <laughs> no, no, it is not. But I have been dreaming of my next one and I have started writing it. Anything you would like to tell us about your your next one that's in the sure, pipeline? Sure, because since I don't know how it will end, I won't give anything away. That's fair. It's really. <laughs> it's about the sandwich generation, which I feel I'm a part of. I had elderly parents that I had to care for while having really young kids. And so it will be a novel. And my character is kind of trying to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. I, there are a lot of people in that situation right now. It's definitely a thing. I'm really curious, like whenever I look at the process of writing a book or publishing a book, it just seems incredibly daunting. Like what got you past the hump of like, oh, God, this seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I think what got me past the hump is I didn't know how much work it was. So <laughs> okay. It's like, this, like this show. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> okay. She, that's yeah. a good point. I like how you do that, Tom. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> so I didn't know the process. So I'm like, I'm just going to write this. And I don't have a very succinct process. The hardest part, in my opinion, is the editing part. Okay. So I write every day and I write for a certain amount of time. When my story's done, it's like done. And then I give it to my editor. And then there's like red lines <laughs> throughout the whole thing. And some of the comments are not bad. They're like, that's funny or whatever it is. But you just see red. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes because like I wrote a short story that was published in like it, the editor was doing stuff. And I'm just like, no, you're missing the joke here. Or like, <laughs> you don't understand. I used ellipses for a reason. Why not? Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So when you have that 
perspective and then someone wants to change it, it is a little hard, but every comment for the most part I've taken and it, and it has been a help. That's the process I really don't like. And the reason I do pursue it is first of all, like you mentioned, I kind of have to get the words out. Like if they're in my head, they keep repeating themselves until I put them on paper. And usually what I'm writing about is something that I want to explore. And I feel that the best part, I mean, I hope one day I'll be a bestseller, but even now when I do a book club or an interview or whatever, the conversation that it creates is so fascinating to me. I love to hear other people's perspective on what I'm talking about, something that's in my mind. Yeah, I know this is not what you're thinking of, but it, it always cracks me up whenever I hear people talk about, especially literature, you know, literature, and they'll they'll be like, well, this is what this meant. You <laughs> she know, hates that. I like oh, she get, hates it so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> when people are like obsessed with like the red shoes, I'm like, maybe she just was wearing red shoes. Like maybe and they were really just could be. red. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of times, I mean, there are certainly books that are written that way, but I think a lot of times there are books that aren't written that way. And then people apply all this yes! stuff to it. And the authors over there are going like, yeah. Yeah. Absol- absolutely. Totally that I, smart. It was a metaphor about man <laughs> inhumanity to man. Yes. There's a lot of me. art like that, like cerulean blue. I'm like, maybe it's just blue. Right? And then, you know, yeah, I stare at a lot of paintings. I'm like, I don't get it. That's how I feel. <laughs> like, it's not that I don't enjoy art or enjoy literature, but I enjoy it just for whatever I took from it, not somebody exactly. else's interpretation. Yeah. Of it. And when people try to force that interpretation, I just shut down. Like, I hated <laughs> literature classes in high school and college. I was just like, y'all. Can I just enjoy the story? Right? Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to enjoy the story. So I just enjoy this charming story about <laughs> an adulteress who's forced to wear a letter and that, that's what the, she gets her come up as. Am I missing the point? <laughs> I mean, there are things you should talk about within stories. There are points to them. But like, have you ever had that happen to you where somebody's talking about your book and they like put this thing in there that you had never meant it to be? Has that ever happened to you? Not necessarily that, but when I like for the first one, thought these things that I was noticing about what happens when you age were so horrific and then people will counter with things that are happening to them and I'm like, Wow, that's really big. Like, so I was you? like, I'm not that bad off. So yeah, so it is funny. Yeah. This one is so new. It came out on July thirteenth. I mean, I of course read all of the reviews, but I think what I'm so happy about and reading the reviews is that people are getting the message. It's about the journey of a relationship. So it's not always, you know, you get married sometimes in your 20s and you don't think about things that could potentially happen, you know, yeah, and how you're going to handle them. And especially in today's world, people sometimes walk away without trying. Yeah. And so so this is about the fight and the desire to make it work. You know, that was kind of what I was trying to convey. Okay. And sometimes you try longer than you should have. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Not could... projecting or anything. No, no, no. not at all. <laughs> On the, about the last one, just to be clear. <laughs> like, we're, we're I figured that when you told me about the, yeah. the notes you're going to pass. There's a story in there, oh, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to Peloton, I want to talk about that a little bit. What is your leaderboard name? It's really exciting. It's L Condon. Okay. <laughs> oh, because she's an because, OG. She yeah. can do that. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> she probably could have just got I didn't Lori. even know that. Yeah. <laughs> you well, can't? Because, 
Well, no, they're like they've been all the like really simple ones have been absorbed. Yeah, because oh, yeah. of all the people. There's so. probably another El Condon out right. there that's like, gosh, dang it. There were no fun ones when I started. It was really like names. Yeah, and then I you, felt like bad, I said because you could do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a sign. But then of, I didn't want to lose all of my cred. You know no, I mean? that's a sign so of respect. Sure. That's a sign of OGness. Absolutely. Don't you dare change no, that. No, no, no. We weren't shaming you. We were <laughs> celebrating. Exactly. Uh, that, like, exactly. Like a simple leaderboard name like that is ungettable. Yes. Now because they got to put numbers on it. Yeah. Got to put numbers. Are, you know anybody with the last name Connie wow. whose first name starts with an L? Like there's got to be hundreds, if not thousands, of them now. Yeah. Exactly. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So take pride in that. That's right. I will. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so I. Yes, we normally ask if you have a favorite instructor, but I'm thinking we already know who that is. I think it might be. <laughs> I Yes, I, I love riding with Jen. I do also love riding with Christine. Okay, okay. That um, makes sense. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I do try to mix it up a little bit, but I do typically go back to those two the most. Sometimes I also ride with Leanne. Okay. That's an interesting trifecta. Not like a bad way. It's just I always find interesting pairings. Like hear a lot of like Leanne and Sam or Leanne and Ben or Leanne and like Allie. I don't hear a lot of Leanne and Ben and Christine's or Leanne and Jen and Christine. (laughs) It's hard not to say Leanne and then Ben. It is. It is. That's exactly right. So that's an interesting thing. So I don't ride with Ben. I would say I ride at least once a week with Leanne. Fascinating. Now, do you use any of the other Peloton content or you like bike only? I've done the bar. My bike is not in a good spot for me to do the like. So it's right next to my washer and dryer. It's in the basement. (laughs) I mean, I have it set up. I have my name hanging. I have all my little pictures of bikes and stuff, but I don't have the pivot screen. So I don't have a good area. So I try to do it, but it doesn't feel like a good workout because of where it is. I do the arms. That's great. So I'll do some of the strength, but we'll have to get you. It's a on guide. my list of things that I want to do: clean the basement, but it's not high on the list. Well, well you've gotten your money's worth out. You, yeah. I think it's time get yourself a bike plus. That's true. You no, no. You she's got to hold oh. out because I'm pretty sure something's going to happen with those colored bikes that oh, we saw. That's so you a good need point. to you need to hold out till those special edition color bikes get come one out. That matches okay. your washer that, and dryer. Yeah. Be very <laughs> and I need a new washer and dryer too. So. <laughs> so normally we ask people if they have any advice for newbies but since we asked that so much i'm going to ask you a different version of it do you have any advice for people looking to start writing oh that is a good one it is interesting because people ask me how i've been able to be so consistent because i have a schedule and i literally miss it i don't miss it and that is i don't look at it as an option sometimes people think like "Eh, i don't have time to do this I brush my teeth every day. I ride the bike every day. That's how I look at it. And I look at it as part of maintenance for my health. So and yeah. I think you might have, I might have not said that clearly. I think you thought oh. I said riders. I said writers. Like no, people she, who write. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought she was saying, I thought she was making the point. That's have, how she approaches also writing. Works for, for people who want to write. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought you said riders. I was yeah. talking about the bike. Yeah, I was about people who want to write like a book. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now, same writing. thing but with books. <laughs> okay. So that I don't follow a process. I don't write an outline. And my book that just came out had a different ending. When I write, I actually kind of feel like I am the characters. And I liked my character and I didn't want him to <laughs> to die. And he was not very healthy <laughs> in the first iteration. So I pivoted. 
So you have to, I mean, I kind of just make sure that I write every morning. I get up and I write. So I drink coffee. I write for like an hour. And even if I don't feel like doing it, I do it. But I'm not as precise as putting down. I don't write the chapters about what's going to happen because I kind of feel it while I'm writing it. And just the dialogue just comes. Everyone has a different process. For me, it's just kind of making sure I keep doing it every day. Although it is fascinating that your process is also very similar to your exercise process. You're like, just do it. Keep your head down, do the things, and eventually you'll have results. Yeah. So discipline is very important in your life. Very important. I don't have a lot of time. I have like 20 jobs and <laughs> and I have family. And yeah, so I do everything kind of scheduled. And that's the only way I can get it all done. And I like it all. So yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel you there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lori, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you, where they can find your books, all the things. Oh, yeah. Well, El Condon on the Peloton. My book is available, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, everywhere, Apple, all the places, Target. Nice. It's called There's No Place Like Home. You do have to put in my name because there's about 50 yeah. books called There's No Place Like Home. Lots of them about the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's got and, ruby slippers um, on the cover, that's not your book. Yeah. That's right. That's totally right. So that's about it. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. We, we appreciate I, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Thrilled. Thrilled. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And they can find me on all social media and the leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget, you can watch all of these on the YouTube. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling and running and running. running.